0: is Archie, the manager, speaking. Duffy ain't here. Yes, sir, Duffy. What am I doing? Uh-huh. Well, I just worked out the profit and loss statement for the 1950 fiscal. Uh-huh. How do the figures look? Uh-huh. Oh, they're beautiful, Duffy, just beautiful. Prettiest shade of red you ever seen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now listen, Duffy, don't get your carp suckles in an uproar. Yeah, well, just because we lose money for twelve straight months ain't nothing to get worried about. <laughs> nothing to worry about. No, we're just a victim of circumstance. We just can't seem to find a person with a nickel and a thirst that goes together at the same time.
1: <laughs> huh? <laughs>
0: Charlie Brogan's across the street. <laughs> well, you need to stop comparing us to Charlie's now.
1: Believe
0: <laughs> me, mean, I've been watching his place lately, and a lot of people go in just as many people come out and anyway it's a good sign when our business hits bottom like this you know we've got uh, no way to go up straight up well, now listen Duffy you need to forget business you need to stop worrying yourself you'll uh, turn your uh, scalp gray listen I'll tell you I'm busy why don't you let me call you back later okay I'll see
2: you. hey Eddie yeah, boss.
0: It's the end of the end. Shall we uh, take leave of our liquor inventory now? Okay. All right, here we go. Gin, one bottle. Check. One cork. Chip. Good job. One label. Check. Brand. Who cares? Why? Bottles empty. Yeah, so much for our liquor inventory.
2: All you know, right. You know, Arch... Business is not going to go up until we do something about it. I
0: well, know you're right, Eddie. we got to find a way to revive our business. Hey, Miss Duffy, hand me that uh, newspaper there, will you?
3: A newspaper? Revive our business? Yeah. What are you going to do? Fan it back to life? I know,
0: Miss Duffy. I'm going to look for ideas. Maybe this newspaper will give me a hint as to what's ruining us.
3: But that's last week's paper.
0: And then I'll find out what ruined us last week. Let's see here. The financial... Oh, here it is. Fin- Uh-oh. This is bad. What looks bad? Freight car loading is down 2%.
2: Freight car loading? Hmm. What's that got to do with us?
0: Well, it's self-obvious, Eddie. Some of our less bourgeois customers ride the rails, and a thing like that could cut into our out-of-town trade.
3: Hey, what's that article there on business advice? What
0: is that? Oh, here. Huh. Yeah. Well, what do you know? It's written by a guy named J.C. Crabtree. You know, he used to own a business right here on 3rd Avenue. Is he an expert on economics?
3: He ought to be. He went bankrupt three times.
0: (laughs) Well, what did he say? Let's see. He says that inflation hurts business. Listen to this. If all small businesses would reduce their prices one-tenth, the resulting reduction would be 10%. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, that guy makes sense. Yeah.
2: You can't argue with logic like that.
0: Eddie, you know, with well, the way prices is right now, people just can't make ends meet, so uh, maybe it's up to us retail merchants to uh, meet their ends halfway. Uh, how do you suppose we do that? Well, that's like this economic guy says. We're going to cut our prices 10%. And we're going to do it effective our next customer.
3: Why can't we start this week?
0: <laughs> well, why not? However, before we start cutting our prices, we naturally have to start cutting our overhead. Overhead? Your salary.
2: <laughs> if you can find it, you can cut it. That's the
0: spirit, Eddie. <laughs> right now, from now on, everything around here will be 10% off. Hello, Arch. All right, Finnegan. Happy New Year. Wait a minute, Finnegan. New Year's Eve ain't until Sunday night.
1: Oh, well, no wonder that cop got mad when I threw confetti
0: in his face. Uh, Finnegan, I want to know, how, why are you celebrating New Year's Eve two nights early? Well, it's easy. It's to get reservations. Reservations? Where are you going? Oh, the stork club. Pennigan, they're not going to let you in the stork club in a million years. Oh, good. They do will have plenty of time to shave. Oh, no. <laughs> Care to join me, Arch? Nah, I'm busy, uh, busy on my plan to cut the high cost of living. Oh, how does the plan work, Arch? Well, let me put it to you this way. You got a dog, right? Mm, right. And you got to wash that dog with flea soap, right? Mm, right. So how much do you pay for the flea soap? Fifteen cents. All right. And how long does that last you? Uh, assuming I only use it on me dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Finnegan, how long does the flea soap last? Well,
1: let me see. I give the dog his regu- regular bath every two weeks. Yeah. And once in a while, I'll take one myself.
0: Huh. Uh, it lasts about eight months, Arch. Why? Well, I was just figuring. Let's see. If, uh, if you save 10%. Over the course of about two years, you'll have enough to buy like a magazine or or a book or a newspaper. So what? The dog can't read. (laughs) That's besides to the point. I am trying to explain to you the economic system. See, economics is the science that the government used to balance the national income against the national expense. I see. How does it work? Not very well. (laughs) But they get around it, you see, because the Treasury Department declares a fiscal on every 12 months per annum.
2: Except February. Well, now that's judiciary. Oh, I stand corrected.
0: Good. Now, normally these prices fluctuate, you see, and then these big companies get their cartels together and they fix the prices so they can't flux. (laughs) Now, that's known as the international monotony.
2: Uh, you mean Monopoly. Do you want to give this lecture? Sorry, Professor.
0: All right. Now take money. Yeah. You see, the basis of economics, which was originated in the early Roman days, when they first took their public baths. Now, the poor people could get into the baths. People with dough weren't allowed in. Huh? Hence the phrase, the filthy rich. Ah. <laughs> Yes, sir, there's nothing like an education, Heidi. (laughs)
3: Nothing
0: like the one you got. Well, (laughs) thank you very much. Now, to continue, Finnegan, you see, since the days of the Roman, money has always been the medium of exchange, except today it ain't a very happy medium. Mm, Why is that, Arch? Well, the dollar devaluates all the time, especially during the era of upward flux. (laughs) So, as I say, since we're no longer on the gold standard and we're no longer on the silver standard, if inflation should set in. What will we be on then? I hesitate to say. Well, now that we've discussed high finance, Finnegan, do you have any questions? Yeah. Okay, what's the question? What time is it? What time is it? Yeah. What does that have to do with finance?
1: Well, plenty. Me mother pays me a nickel for every hour I stay away from home.
0: <laughs> Your mother sounds like a very logical woman. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's probably some dame calling me about New Year's Eve. Hello, honey. Saturday. Oh, sorry, bub. You got the wrong number. Saturday. Huh? Yes, I you want to talk to Miss Duffy? Yeah. Oh, brother, you do have the wrong number. Hang on, I'll call her. Miss Duffy, telephone. Some man's voice.
3: A man's voice? Yeah. Which phone do I use? Just
0: get that one right there. It's a new cardless model.
3: Oh, my. Hello, this is Miss Duffy speaking, and I'd love to... I know. What? What's her hair? Oh, gee, I thought you said it was a man.
0: Well,
1: ain't
3: it? It's my girlfriend, Katrinka Yavitz. Oh.
0: Yeah, even on television, she'd have fooled me.
3: <sighs> Hello, Katrinka. <laughs> what? A double date for New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. Katrinka, you got a lot of noise asking me to go out. Well, you know I'm engaged to be married. Oh, well, where are we
0: meeting them? It's <laughs> Uh Uh-huh.
3: What does yours look like? Mm -hmm. What about the one you got for me? Uh Oh, well, how tall? Four foot nine. Four foot nine? Mm -hmm. Katrinka, you got a lot of nerve asking me to go out. Well, you know I'm engaged. What? You'll call me back? Katrinka, please don't bother, unless you want to switch fellas. Archie... When are we going to start cutting prices? Why that? Well, if it wasn't for high prices, I'd already be Mrs. Rodney Maximilian Haybinder. Well, how's it going? Every week, Rodney promises me that as soon as prices come down, we'll get married. The no of that justice of the peace charging $2 for a marriage yeah, license. Yeah,
0: no. I Oh, hang on a minute. We got to do something about this, Paul. <laughs> Hello, Duffy. (laughs) Listen, Duffy, I got the answer to making money. (coughs) We're going to cut prices 10%. It doesn't make sense. Well, what's sense got to do with it? It's economics. Well, there's a guy in the newspaper who said if all of us get public-spirited and we cut our prices 10%, it'll help everybody. Well, in other words, if Charlie across the street sells his beers for a nickel, we'll sell it for four cents. Then he's dead. Oh, in that case, we should be public-spirited. Cut them 10%. Don't tell Charlie. Hi, uh-huh. hey, that's a good idea, Duffy. I'm glad you see the light. I'll tell you later.
1: <laughs>
0: well, gang, the crusade marches on. We're going to start with our right foot forward, with Third Avenue against us. Inflation has to go right, Miss Duffy. Right, right, Eddie, right. I started off on the wrong foot. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see, Eddie. I called up most of the merchants, but I think I forgot somebody. Oh, I know, hmm. Wallamack the butcher. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Hello, Wallamack's ham Hi. Hey, hello, Wallamack. This is Archie. Hey, did you hear about us Third Avenue uh, merchants cutting prices ten percent? Well, what are you gonna do about it? Oh, really? How'd a boy Wallamack. Yes, good. Thanks a lot.
2: Well, what did he say, boss?
0: Well, he says from now on, instead of putting ten fingers on the scale, he's only gonna put nine. <laughs>
2: How about us, Eddie? Did
0: we cut our prices?
2: Well, I took 10% off the food. Yeah? I took 10% off the beer, but I got one baffling question. What's that? How are you going to reduce the price on a free lunch? Hmm.
0: Oh, I got it. We'll throw 10% away. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't
2: you be real public-spirited and throw it all away?
0: (laughs) We might do that, too. You know, this thing is really catching on. Everybody in the neighborhood is cutting their prices 10%. Except that Charlie across the street. Everybody? Oh, yeah. Delucci, the fruit peddler, and Nick the Barber. Nick the Barber?
2: Yeah. Is he going to take off another inch? Well, he's going to take off another 10%. <laughs> you mean shaving lotion is out and plasma is in?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole ne- that guy's old enough to get that joke. <laughs> the whole neighborhood is behind us. You know the guy that I'm really proud of, though? Cavin Dish, the undertaker. Ooh, ooh. He started what he calls the new Cavendish 10% layaway plan
2: I'm afraid to ask, but here goes What's that?
0: Well, for every nine customers he gets, he'll throw in one for free
2: <laughs> If he ain't careful, he's going to run his business right into the ground
1: Hey, Arch. Hey, Finnegan?
2: Hey, uh, there's another place that can take a cut
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Smith's Tattoo Parlor The Tattoo Parlor? Yep
0: how can they take a cut?
1: Well, instead of
0: tattoo, they can tat one. <laughs> Finnegan, for a remark like that, you should go hang your head and let the rest of you dangle. All right, let's see. I think we've got everybody. How
3: about the Bijou Burlesque?
0: <laughs> the Burlesque. Well, uh. They said they'd like to take off another 10%, um, but they can't figure out where it's going to come from. (laughs) Okay, well, that means we got everybody except them and Charlie.
3: Archie, don't you think we ought to let Charlie in on this, too? What? Let Charlie in? After that ugly
0: rumor he started about our food? Imagine said that when Callahan the Mounted Cop rides by the tavern and his horse neighs our hash neighs back. That's absurd, isn't it, Eddie? Ridiculous. But I have heard it winnie.
3: But Archie, the newspaper man says this man won't work unless everybody gets in on it.
0: Well, yeah, maybe we should let Charlie in. One thing is, who's going to tell him? I can't talk to him directly.
3: Why not? Well, it
0: violates the Third Avenue businessman's code. It'd be like, uh, Macy's talking to Gimbals or... Hart Schaffner talking to Marks. Now, if I deal directly with Charlie, it would uh, lead to a strain in protocol.
3: Might also lead to
0: a punch in the nose. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> now, we got to go things, uh, do things on a higher level. I see. Oh, I know. We'll get an ambassador.
2: An ambassador, huh? Yeah, Eddie. Got anybody in mind? Said he, cautiously backing away.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't need you, Eddie. Hey, We'll send Fannigan. Yeah. yeah. We'll have him dress up like an ambassador, you see. We'll put him in one of them black tuxes and a walking stick, one of them black hamburger hats. Yeah, that'll work. Where can we
2: get all that stuff? Well, you still got that tuxedo in the back that we got from Cavendish the Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Go get it, in. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, Fannigan.
1: Yeah, Arch?
0: How would you like to be an ambassador?
1: Oh,
0: uh, what's that, Arch? An ambassador? Yeah. Well, uh, generally speaking, that's a guy that uh, says his country has something that it ain't got in order to scare another country to give up something that it ain't got uh, so that both countries can agree to divide something that belongs to somebody else. Arch, a point. What's
1: that? Why don't they leave the countries alone and just divide up the ambassadors?
3: Hmm.
0: (laughs) You know, you're already talking like a diplomat, (coughs) Finnegan. Ain't okay, nobody make heads or tails out of what you're saying. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, I got your first official mission. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go over to Charlie's, and I want you to tell him to cut his prices 10%. Uh, how'd I go about it, Arch? Well, you got to be like an ambassador now. you got to use tact and diplomacy. The first thing you do is you go say, cut your prices, see? And then if he says no, you call him a crook. Oh. Yeah. And then that puts you in a bargaining position. Uh, then if he argues with him, you tell him that he's a lousy tory, and then if he says cutting prices won't help his business, you call him a filthy, dirty liar. Ooh. But above all, use tact and diplomacy. Uh-huh. Here you go, boss. What's that? Cavendish's tuxedo. Oh, well, thanks, Eddie. Shall I throw the lily away? Ah, no, nah, keep it in. It'll make it look like our ambassador's wearing a boutonniere. Yeah. Uh, Finnegan. Yeah, Art? Uh, we need you to lay down and try this tuxedo on. <laughs> oh boy, a tuxedo. Let me try it on.
1: <sighs> Gee, these pants are swell, Arch. But, but there's something wrong
0: with the coat. What's that, Fannigan? The sleeves
1: keep folding across me chest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do I look like a real
0: ambassador, Eddie? Yeah. A dead ringer. Okay, Finnegan, take your hat and your walking sit and go across the street to Brogan's. All right. Okay, Art. Right. I'll, uh, I'll keep in
1: touch with you by
0: cable.
3: Hey,
0: you know, Eddie, I think we got a problem.
2: What's that, boss?
0: Well, as soon as Roy gets around at this uh, price cut's going on, uh, this place is probably going to be too small. Let's see. Maybe we can... I wonder how we can break through that wall. Have you tried to lean against it? (laughs) Now, who's going to do all the cooking for this mob? Me? Oh, no, no, no. We'll get you an assistant. Uh, Let's see, Eddie. I wonder who I could get. How about Julia Child? Hey, that's a good idea. I think I'll call her up.
2: (laughs) He's going to do it. I, I was just being facetious.
0: Right. Hello, <laughs> Julie. Yes, sir. Listen, uh, you're an expert on cooking up uh, gutsatory delicacies, ain't you? <laughs>
2: well,
0: how would you like a part time job? Money is no
2: object. Money's no object, huh? She must not be considered overhead. <laughs>
0: oh, this is Archie. Duffy's Tavern. I need an assistant cook. Oh, what, what type of food do yeah, we cook? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, roast breast of casserole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fresh Columbia River venison. <laughs> With chutney, of course. Under glass? Under glass. Under stained glass? Under stained <laughs> glass. What? What are you running here, what are our canopies made of? Mm. Well, the one out front's made out of canvas. Oh, you mean canopy? Oh, yes, yes. yes. Ah, like anchovy paste. Uh, Julia Duffy's, when our anchovies fall apart, we don't use paste, we pin them together. What's your leaf? Huh? What's Oh. Okay, well, I see. Uh, goodbye. What happened, boss? Well, we couldn't get together on a price. What do you mean? She said she wouldn't come here for a million bucks.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's see.
0: What else do we have to
2: do? Well, with them crowds coming in, we're going to need more liquor.
0: Yeah, right, Annie. You probably better put another gallon of
2: water in that scotch. Oh, no, 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 no. Arch, if we water that liquor anymore, we're going to be the middleman between the customer and the faucet. Why don't we just serve them the water straight? It'd probably be stronger. Yeah.
3: Hey, Archie. I'd like to help take care of the crowds, too. Oh, good, Miss Duffy. Uh, Let's see.
0: Oh, you can be the cigarette goil. I'll uh, get you one of them little short skirts to wear.
3: Oh, good. It'll give me a chance to show off my
0: legs. Second thought, maybe you better wear what you got on. Uh,
3: Well, at least they can still see my face.
0: Third thought, maybe we'll keep the cigarette machine. Hang on just a minute. Hello, Hi, Duffy. How many people in the place? You mean counting me and Eddie and Mister Duffy? Three. Ah no, Duffy. There's no customers. It's joint's empty, even under the tables. Oh, you got a report that Charlie's doing a big business, huh? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you gotta wait a minute. You gotta remember, he's got a better location than we got. He's right across the street. Well, I know we're opposite each other, but you gotta remember, Duffy, he's got the wind behind him. So hey, you gotta stop worrying, Duffy. Everything's gonna be okay, all right? I'll see ya. Yeah. <laughs> You Yeah, know, I can't understand it, Eddie. We both cut prices 10% and he's still getting all the business. What's he got that we ain't got?
2: Customers. Well, I know that. But why? Well, but don't forget now. Charlie's place is spick and span, food's good and fresh, and the kitchen is nice and clean.
0: Yeah, that's the trouble with business nowadays, Eddie. Dirty competition. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna check this thing out. Hang on just a minute. Let me call. Didn't ring that time, boss. No, it's doing better. better, better bureau. Hello? Better, better, bureau. better Business Bureau. Uh-huh. Can you tell me why my business ain't no better? Well, we don't do that kind of thing. Oh, that ain't your job? Uh-huh. You just investigate complaints? Uh-huh. What kind of complaints? Uh-huh. Restaurants that put horse meat in their hats. Uh-huh. And water in their liquor? Who am I? I'm just a friend. Thank you very much. Well, gosh, Eddie, look. Look over there at Charlie's.
2: They're packed in there like fish. Yeah. Yeah, they got so many, they're throwing the little ones out. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here comes our ambassador now. Good. Hey, Art. Well, hey,
0: Finnegan, I'm glad you're back.
2: Let him tell what happened over
0: at Brokens.
1: Boy, did I sell Charlie your idea. You did. Oh, yeah.
0: Did you get him to cut his prices 10%? 10%? Yeah. I got him to cut them 20%. 20%? <laughs> yeah, I matched him double or nothing. Oh, Finnegan, you have ruined everything. And the next time that I send an idiot somewhere to louse things up, I'll go myself. (laughs) It's time to leave Duffy's Tavern for now, but be sure to be with us next time for another hilarious get-together at everybody's favorite tavern, where everybody knows your name. Cheers.
2: This is NBC.